Shir Nishem Yishmuel in Kilat Chavirim, here in Yerushalayim, a wonderful place to daven and learn. And the Shir tonight is dedicated to be for Fuah Shalema for Miriam Bas Esther, um, Benji's mother. She should have a Fuah Shalema Meher B'Zov Shachol Yisrael. Okay, Parshas Noso has to do with Nesi'im. Okay, Noso means to lift something up, to raise something up. Now, we tend to view someone who achieves an elevated position as someone who's become more powerful, as someone who is in command, is in charge, and that's a nasi. He's above the regular people. Let's take a look at how the Shemeshmo explains it. I'm going to jump into the middle of the piece. Some people ask that I mention the year that the piece is from. So this is from Parshas Noso Tofreshain Gimel. And we'll get back to the beginning of it a little bit later. We find that the korbonos, which are brought by the Nesim at the end of Parshas Noso, Rashi brings down from Chazal that they were a tikkun. They were repairing something. Because when it came time for Am Yisrael to donate for the Mishkan, so the Nesim said, all right, let them donate, and we're going to fill in everything that they're missing. But Am Yisrael brought so much... And it seemed at the end we're only able to bring the stones for the ephod and the choshen. So now they said when it came time for Chanukah Samizbeah, for the time of dedicating the Mishkan, we are going to come and we're going to bring korbonos. Okay, and this is the whole string of korbonos, which are there at the end of Parshas Naso. Again, just one beautiful idea. Sometimes people find it somewhat monotonous as you go through the korbonos and seem they all brought the same korban. Why doesn't it just kind of say, and this is the korban that each of them brought. It gives the name of the nasi, of the shevet, and goes through it again. So the answer, and this helps us a lot with the dilemma of what we do with repetitive things. For example, the sept tefillah. The idea is that two people can do the same thing, but it's entirely different because they're entirely different. In the same way, the tefillah that you say in the morning is different than the tefillah in the afternoon because you are different then. Okay, so you infuse your uniqueness into what's there. So he tells us the following. This was a mistake when they said that they were going to fill in what Amisur was missing. Now he says we have to take it a level deeper. This wasn't just an idea of a shopping list. Right? Is somebody telling, you know, with the wedding presents, okay, let's see what you get, and then we'll buy you, you know, those things that you're missing or something, a little fish slice or something like that that you need for your kitchen. He says... The Mishkan, let's remember, was spiritual engineering. Okay, every item there came with kavanas, with a, every item transmitted something to Am Yisrael, the Shulchan Parnasa, the Menorah Chachma, all these things. And the people who gave these things were putting their kavana into every item that was there. So if um, the Nasim said, we're going to let them use all of their intention, all of their kavana, everything they can to build the Mishkan. And then, if something is missing in their ava, in their love, in their yira, in something like that, we will fill that in. Okay? That was what they were saying. And he says, in fact, tzadikei hador, this is part of the avodah of tzadikim in the generation. Malinas avodah b'nei Yisrael tfilosah. Meaning, at tzaddik of the door, tzaddik ador, those people, they're not simply isolated individuals who are doing their own thing. 
they are and they have the ability to connect with all of Am Yisrael and to use their powers to help Am Yisrael, to elevate their avoda, to elevate their tefillah. So here the Nassim realized that they took the wrong approach. Am Yisrael did a lot, and to come and try to fill in afterwards is not the job of a Nasi. They said, The Nasi is meant to go first. The Nasi is meant to inspire. The Nasi is meant to elevate Am Yisrael so that they can do their avodah with Shlemus. The job of the Nasi is not to wait, okay, let's see what they do, and then we'll take over. That's not a Nasi. Therefore, he says, that's what we find in the end of the Pasha for the Hanukkah Samizbeach. They came first with their avodah, which was to open the whole process of the Mishkan for Am Yisrael and to enable them to do that. So now he goes into Diktuk. He says, this helps me understand something about the Diktuk of the word Nasi. Warning to the Tzibur, I really don't know Diktuk very well. I always phased out in class when they did it, but this is fairly easy to follow. He says, apparently, like I said in the beginning, a Nasi is someone who is above the people. He's on top of them. He says, no, then it should have been called Nasu, one who is raised up. He says, A Nasi is not someone who got elevated, received the position to make him above other people. Right? It says... The idea of nasi means what you do to others. He says, Masechus Megillah talks about the idea, who enosas avalacherim mesis. Mesis, that grammatical form, means what I do to others. Nasi, what I do to others. I raise other people up. That's a nasi. He says, therefore, he said, the nasiim, it clicked for them. They said, wait a second. Now we know what we're supposed to do. That's our name. We are supposed to inspire, elevate other people to be able to do the most themselves. It's not about us that we're better than them, so we're here to take over when they're lacking or things like this. This is a very key picture of Jewish leadership, of who and what we are. Somebody asked me after last week's year about the idea of flags and how the idea of the flags that we have in the Midbar would apply to flags that we have today. So in reality... You know, a flag can go two ways. Oftentimes, a flag nowadays is an expression of power, right? When I put my flag someplace, that means I rule over this place, right? You must hold my flag to show that you're subservient to me. Whereas in reality, the flag, as we saw it, is something that's supposed to instruct the person what they're supposed to do, okay? So if the flag of a nation reminds them of what the ideals of the nation are, and who they're supposed to be, that's a positive flag. If the flag is an expression of, this is who I am, you see that? All right, I got a lot behind me, this is my power, that's negative. So that kind of parallels what we're seeing here in the idea of what a Jewish Nasi is. Okay, now the Shem Shmuel, in another year, in Tafer Shayin Hay, sorry, Ayin Vav, explains, uses this to explain all the different separations in Am Yisrael. We have to admit, in today's democratic society, we are uncomfortable with the idea of Kohanim, Vim, right? Anything like that. I mentioned in an earlier shir this year about a shul 
in England that eliminated Birkas Kani because they felt it was barbaric that you have a caste system that somebody out of no merit of their own just because of how they're born or something. So he says like this. He says the idea of separation that we have is whether with Kohanim, Levim, or really all of Amisa, all of these things are separations among the people. So he says the following. Let's get to the most basic separation. Amisa being separated from the nations of the world. Right? This is something that's really part and parcel of Jewish identity, but I've bumped into people outside in the world that this is a very, very difficult thing for them to swallow. Right? It's that I we're different than other people, separate from other people. Right? It, it seems um, snobby, you know, to, for lack of a better word. So he says like this. He says the separation, which is there that we have is, he says, or the Kohanim from Shevet Levi, Shevet Levi from Yisrael. Everything that is separated from another, meaning when B is separated from A, what B is supposed to understand is, why are you separated? Not because A are a bunch of lowlifes and we wanted to elevate you away from them so they don't bring you down. You, B, are separated so that you can elevate A. That's your purpose. That's why it was done. Nasi, why were you raised up? In order to raise others. You were separated in order to do that. That's what's built in. It's a duty. It's not this privilege which is there. Rabbi Sachs says we're not the chosen people, we're the choosing people. Correct. The responsibility is always on us. Correct. Oh, so now we're going to see how it fits into the whole picture of the world. So he says, okay, so he says, uh, the Kohanim from Shevet Levi, He says, for example, even in other aspects of Judaism, Shabbos, right? We say in Havdolah, in the seventh day and the sixth days of the week. Why is it separated? It's not separated to say, oh, those days of the week are disgusting, and at least you have one day of Shabbos in which you can be the way you should be. He says, no. Shabbos was separated. He says, it's in order to elevate the six days of the week. Okay, just as Shabbos is really a intermediary between Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. Right? We say that Shabbos is Me'ein Olam Haba, that we're able to do that. So therefore, he says, since it's both part of Olam Hazeh, and Shabbos is in Olam Hazeh. He says, yet it's me'en Olam Habo. It's able to be that bridge and to connect Olam Hazeh to Olam Habo. He says, you need to have the connection to both and to be able to bridge them. And that's why we say that the six days of the week receive their bracha from Shabbos. Okay? Shmini, sorry, this is what we say. Sheminei, Shisa Yomin From Shabbos, the six days of the week, receive their bracha. Now let's go back to Am Yisrael, separated from the nations. It says, Okay, by the fact that Am Yisrael are here in the world, we're here, that gives the nations of the world a connection to Kedusha. 
And in the future, the nations of the world are also going to be elevated through Am Yisrael. Okay, this is something we should notice and pay attention to. It's there in the davening in Yom Noroim, it's in Aleinu L'Shabech, it's in the Nevuahs in Tanakh, and this is a very key point, because many Jews themselves make the mistake that we don't care about anybody else in the world. We don't care, right? Everybody else there, whatever. Let an earthquake come and swallow them all up. You know, sometimes people, they hear about some tragedy in the world. Any Jews hurt? Oh, okay, good, right? We are here with a purpose and a connection to everyone in the world. So why are we separated? Okay, so this goes back to a very beautiful Svasemis, to Avram Avinu's discomfort when he was given the mitzvah of bris milah. Because the Medrash says, Avram said, wait, my whole purpose is to connect all the nations of the world to you. There's nothing as powerful as bris milah which makes a statement of separation that will make other people stay away from you. Okay, imagine I always give this marshal kid comes into the playground and says, my mommy says I'm different from all of you, I'm special. That kid's going to get beat up, okay? And this is Jewish history in a nutshell. So Avraham Avinu says, and there HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, and again it was Mamre, the only one of his friends who understood this, you cannot do what you're supposed to do for the world unless you and your descendants are separated. The separation is to enable you to help everyone else, to bring the world to its purpose that will benefit everyone else. It's not a separation which is there to leave everybody else and dump them and go on your own merry way. The separation is there in order to bring that about. Okay, so this is, he says, the idea of the separation of Am Yisrael. And so too the separation of Levim from Am Yisrael. Why? Why separate the Levim? It almost views like a, a classroom thing. There was Cheta Egel, and the Levim didn't participate. Okay, so you all get to have an extra half hour of recess, and you get uh, all these things. It wasn't like that, he says. What happened was after Cheta Egel, Tzrichin Yisrael, Emtzos, HaLevim, Hen Bivachin Asur Mera, they needed assistance. They needed a cadre of dedicated individuals who would know how to help them stay away from mistakes in the future. So that every individual in Am Yisrael would be able to be which is, he said, not natural. It's very hard for a person to stay away from things that are negative. As it says in the Gemara, Il If HaKadosh Baruch wasn't helping us to defeat the Yitzhar, we would not be able to. The Levim are a form of that help. The other way in which they help us is the Bechinas HaDvekus, Bevishbas Eishal Kevizkoh, to help Am Yisrael connect to Hashem in this world, to be on fire. And this is the aspect of the shira, of the music of the Levine. The music is a connection, okay? The music is that which enables Am Yisrael to reach dvekus in this world. The Kohanim, he says, were to be a link between the Levine and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, the Levine connect to the Kohanim. And in this chain, each thing which is more and more inwards is helping that with which it was separated from. The Kohen Gadol on Yom HaKippurim, it's entirely about what he's doing for everyone else. When we look at the descriptions of his avoda, of his tefillahs, of all of these different things. Okay, so this is 
a big key that we have to notice and to see and understand. Let's step aside for a second to talk about the Kohanim because Birkas Kohanim also appears in the end of the Parsha. And I mentioned it here once, but it's important to go over it again. The answer to that shul in England is in the following scenario. I happened to go to a shul one morning, and in that shul, for some reason, all the greatest tzaddikim of the generation, or a whole bunch of them, gathered to join that shachris minyan. Sephardi ones, Ashkenazi ones, Temani ones, Litvishu ones, whatever you want, they're all there. None of them are Kohanim. When it comes time for Birchas Kohanim, I happen to be a Kohen, so I go, if one of them is a levy, they may wash my hands. And I go up, and they stand respectfully before me, and I recite Birkas Kohanim, and they say, Amen. Now, when we walk out of the shul, right, it's gone about on social media that all these great tzaddikim are there, so it's a huge crowd outside waiting to get brachas from them. And for some reason, like, nobody's online to get a bracha from me. And I'm like, hey, come to the source. They were all getting from me just a few minutes ago. Right? Why Why not? Two different types of bracha. The bracha that the coin gives is something that comes from a gene that was implanted in him from the time of Aaron It's there. He's a conduit for the bracha. What is his participation in it? Ahava. The love that we find at the end of the bracha. And here I want to discuss a fabulous chiddush that the Svasemis, the Rebbe, brings down often and, and speaks about it to bar mitzvah boys who are kohanim also. In the parsha, the mitzvah of the birkas kohanim takes a very strange form. Hashem says, Ko tells Moshe to tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you should bless Am Yisrael. etc. He said, why doesn't it say, bless B'nai Yisrael? Where's the mitzvah? It's saying, this is how you do it, but it didn't tell them to do it. It's what they call in Hebrew, Iker chosim in The main thing is missing. The logical order is, you have a mitzvah, levarech adam And this is how you should do it. No, kol this is the way you do it. The Svasemes says, this is because the very nature of a coin is a burning desire to give bracha to Am That is simply... The essence of a koi is midah, it says in the Svarim, is chesed and rachamim. That's all he wants to do. It's in there. All HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to do is tell him how to do it. And the Rebbe said the other side is true. If there's a coin who doesn't want to give brachas to Amisrael, the Zohar HaKadosh says if the coin doesn't like the people or the people don't like the coin, so then he shouldn't do the Birkas Kahani. Okay, that there's something wrong, there's something missing in that process. So the separation of the coin here was to create this creature of bracha who was there to transmit bracha to Am Yisrael with love. They say, you know, there's a whole thing in America where you don't have, or Chutzler, it's where many people don't have Birchat Kohanim every day, so on Yontav it's a very big thing, and the whole shul is coming over to the coin, Yeshakach, Yeshakach, Thank you very much. What for? A coin who's in the shul and they call up Kohanim if he doesn't go and do the Birkas Kohanim. So he's transgressing the mitzvah of the Torah. He has to do it. Why are you saying Yishakach? Again, it is true that even someone who has to do something for you, you're supposed to say thank you. Right? Rav Dessler speaks about this. You go to a restaurant with someone 
and the waiter serves you and you don't say thank you, you say, why didn't you say thank you? It's his job. That's very bad leaders. Hakara Satov is still there when you receive good from someone. But nonetheless, this Yeshakoach is there, so the answer is it's for the Ahva, for the love, which is there and which is part of it and supposed to be part of it. Now, when we approach Matam Torah, there it describes all of Am Yisrael's Kohanim. V'atem li mamleches Kohanim v'goy kadosh. You will all be a nation of Kohanim. And what that means is that this aspect, which is blatant in the world of the coin, is really part of all of Am Yisrael. To be a blesser. To be one who always thinks and wants to give brachas. Talmud Rebbe brought down a beautiful story from his grandfather. He said once when he was young, he went into a taxi with his grandfather. And he said the, the taxi driver was not the most refined person. And his grandfather, you know, tried to give him a, a bracha. He says, And this guy said, don't need it. I'm healthy as a horse. And his grandfather didn't give up. He kept trying different brachas to see until he got one that the guy said, all right, I'll take that one. And afterwards, he said, he asked his grandfather, he says, do you really have to do that? If this person is such a fool that he doesn't want a bracha, do you really have to go to the effort to try and find some bracha that he'll like? And he says, his grandfather says, I just can't help it. I love giving people brachas. He says, and that's really the way we're supposed to be. That, that's what and who and how we are. There's a lesson I learned once at a, uh, a wedding. A lot of times at the chuppah, so people aren't paying that much attention to that very, very special time, lofty time. It affects the chassan and kala, affects everyone who's there. And I was standing once, and there was a large gentleman standing next to me, and as the kala was going around the chassan, he said to me, we shouldn't just be standing here doing nothing, we should be giving, giving them brachas. He said, Yehiratzon she'abishulim shela yetzu timim. Right? And then he gave me an elbow. He said, Tagir, amen, amen. And he kept going, Yeratzon she'kshuyashir zmirot tenemizeh. Boom, amen. And he kept coming up with more and more the whole time. That was a great use of the time. La, la, la. Really, that's, we have this power. It's there inside of us, the idea of bracha. And to be a person who's, who's a mavarech. Again, the word bracha is made up of all the twos. Bet is numerically two. Resh, 200. Chaf, 20. Right? The Vilna says that this represents the idea of ribuit. The idea of bracha is increase and to increase, and to want to increase. And that's really what and who we're supposed to be. Now, Revolva says an interesting explanation of the, one of the Jewish words for marriage, which is nisuin. Nisuin. Right? Let me say, right, this chuppah v'kidushin. But the second part of our marriage, the erosin, is followed by nisuin. He said nisuin is exactly what we're talking about. The chassan and the kala are getting together to carry each other, right? Now, this doesn't mean just like, okay, the weight on your shoulders. And it's true, sometimes we have to carry the other's weight. But it's also the idea to uplift the other, like he says here, right? That it's, it's that nobody should be looking, right, just, okay, I am here for you to serve me and to do. No, we're here for each other, nisuin, together. I'll lift you up, you lift me up. And then we'll be able to lift others up. That's the picture of what's being formed in that beautiful process of Nisuin.
So here, when we approach Matan Torah, it seems very, very focused on the separation of Am Yisrael, and that is true, right? This was the time that Am Yisrael were separated and unique. But to understand also, first of all, within Am Yisrael, all of us are supposed to be thinking about everyone else. And anyone who is separated in any type of way, and this is also in the world many times if a person received special training, has a special talent, that means that you are there to help others who don't have that talent or don't have that resource. That's your separation aspect. You're a nasi in that sense. Very, very different than the presidents of the world sometime, right, that uh, take it in a very different way. Correct. Right, the idea of, of lifting up. So, so when it comes within Am Yisrael, there are some people who achieve higher levels, loftier levels, are able to devote, let's say, more of their time, more of their kohos um, to study of Torah, to tefillah, to other things. If you were given that ability, so that's there for you to lift up everyone else. We're supposed to be having kavana for each other in our davening, in our brachos, and in our learning of Torah. It was a very painful statement I heard from a young man once years ago that, that it clarified this for me. I was with a group of Talmidim here in Yerushalayim, and I wanted to take them to a very big, famous yeshiva on the night of Simchas Torah to see the Akofas. So we came in, and everyone was dancing very intensely, and there was a young man there who knew me, and he came running over, all sweaty and glowing, and he said, oh, you came to see the Chassim. So I said, oh, Mazel Tov, I didn't know you were engaged. He said, no, no, not me. He says, look, Simchas Torah is like a wedding. Right? Jews all over are dancing with the Torah. But in a wedding, there's one chassan. He says, our yeshiva is the chassan. You came to see the chassan. Ugh. Right? That, that, that idea, right, that is somehow this is yours, right, and everyone's dancing around you, is a perversion of the idea of nasi. Right? If a person, like we said, Sheva Talevi is there to elevate Am Yisrael, a person who's able to devote themselves to Torah and does it in the proper way, which is very difficult to do, the Rambam says, is like the Shevet HaLevi. But that means that they're there for everyone else. And to be able to broadcast and transmit all of that and elevate it for Am Yisrael. So this is each person, with what they have when they're giving something special, when it's there, to realize it's not just for you. There's even a certain separation when a couple gets married, right? And sometimes it's a little bit painful for friends who are together really close for a long time. And then, you know, the friends get married and suddenly it's different. Now, again, it is true. A, a new marriage is a very delicate thing to grow and you do need time for yourselves. And it can't just be that the whole gang comes over at night like it used to be and, and things like that. But to realize that if this new entity has been created, so therefore it's for the purpose of helping, elevating, shining light onto, right, singing for other people as well. Right? It's a, it's a very big key to have. There's a somewhat cynical statement. They say, I think it was one of the Bali Musa, who said in Yiddish, they said, 
was it Yeda Chassan tanzt for sich, I think it was. Meaning, when you go to a wedding, the most enthusiastic dancers are these single people, usually. Uh, the ones who are married are out talking on their phone a bit, you know, they're trying to get some extra food or something like this. Uh, they, they're, not, they're not putting it in, unless they're really close to the person there. So why? Because everyone dancing is imagining their own wedding. Right, that's that, that's kind of it. It's there. It's a bit cynical. It's not always true for everyone, but I think we it resonates with us. There is something there, and that's not necessarily a bad thing if you remember it when you're married, right? And if you remember the idea of sharing joy with others, remembering others, and keeping a connection with others. One of the big challenges sometime in um, family dynamics. And it's there on all sorts of levels when a person's parents were not Torah observant and the child becomes Torah observant. Someone's child becomes more intensely, if you want to call it, Torah observant than the parents. And there's this sense of separation sometimes. If the picture is the one of Nasi, authentic Nasi as we have here, then that certainly shouldn't be. Right? It's an idea that I'm connected to you, and if I am gaining anything by this new way of life that I have, I want it to benefit you. That doesn't mean shoving it down people's throats. That means that I want to take the Torah that I learned to help me be a better son, a better brother, a better friend, whatever it may be, and that people should be able to feel and sense that. It's not just there for me, myself and I. It's for me if, and even if, there is some separation sometimes because there are certain things you can't do together. If the sense is that you're thinking of me, right, and you care for me, and you maintain that connection, and it's not that you're running away from me because you look down on me, I believe a lot of the negative energy sometimes can be um, mitigated. So this is what we have. Matantara is a wedding. Matantara is a elevating experience for Am Yisrael, a defining separation for Am Yisrael throughout. And sometimes the world of Torah gets competitive. And sometimes people get into it viewing that it's some type of competition where I need to get as many points as I have, so I get a front row seat in Gan Eden, I get the first piece of Kogel at the Sudo with David Amalek or whatever is going on there. That's not what and who we're about. right? It's, it's the idea of the connection to Am Yisrael, each one and every one, recognizing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about every Jew. And if he gives you anything, so that's in the context of everyone else. That's the context which is there. I'll finish just by repeating again the Rambam Hilchas Tshuva, who explains when it says that a person who separates himself from Am Yisrael, what does that mean, separate himself from Am Yisrael? Again, my dramatization of it, right? you have a person who says, listen, I got whatever it is, 70, 80, 120 years of life. I want to get as many points as I can, and I don't want to lose any points. So he goes up to a mountaintop, and he learns and davens and davens and learns, and doesn't speak a word of Lashon Hara, doesn't see anything he shouldn't, and eventually comes up there, right, after the 120, and he comes to the lobby in the next world. So he comes in, you know, he rings the bell on the desk, you know, rather loud, a mouth comes out. He says, I am Shlomi Goldstein, the 
biggest tzaddik that was in the world. Um, can you show me to my room? And the mouth like taps on the computer. Says, Sorry, could you spell Goldstein? Yeah, G-O-L-D-S-T-E-I-N. Okay, maybe you had it I-E-E-I. I'm not finding you. He says, listen, I did like zero Averas. I did mitzvahs constantly. I'm probably in the same wing with the others. You know, look by the Vilna Gon, Baal Shem Tov, something. He's looking, he says, do you have your Kal Yisrael membership card? You have the membership number? What? You don't have it? He says, no. I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, no reservation. This place is only for Kal Yisrael, the people who are connected or part of Kal Yisrael. It's, it's not that individual trip. If you were special, if you were given special talents, if you were given special situations, you're a Nasi. Wonderful. Nasi, so be lifting everybody up. This is the message for Pashas Naso. This is the message for Matan And hopefully we'll be able to help each other because it really goes in all sorts of different ways. Everyone gets their particular time or chance you know, we'll just toss in again. I've mentioned it before, but it's beautiful to mention in the neighborhood of Rabari Levine's Zatzal. That I saw it in one of the swearing they brought out is Perushim on Perkeyovos, and someone asked him once, Are you one of the Lamed of Tzaddik? <laughs> kind of a strange question to ask. Um, so Rabari answered, he said, Maybe sometimes. And the person was confused. So Rabari said, I don't understand the Lamed of Tzaddik in the way many people do, that there are these. 36 secret agents in the generation that are holding up the world. I view it that at any given moment, 36 people are holding up the world by doing something of tzidkus. One minute it's me, one minute it's you, one minute it's him. So he says, it could be that I was at some point, could be that I will be again. And so you too, and so all of us, we're all lifting up. And hopefully, if we all live together, we'll get to where we're supposed to get. Have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Shavuos. Um, there may not be a Shir next week because I, I'm in Sweden for Shavuos, believe it or not. And then the night, Wednesday night, is the wedding of Joel Guzman, who comes regularly to the Shir. And um, yeah, so maybe tricky. Simchas Nisuin. Okay, have a wonderful week. Check out.